Welcome, Patriots. We have a fantastic show for you today. It's not just epic, it's biblical, literally. If it's in your sights, it's on my radar. We'll be airborne shortly. Welcome back, Patriots. Well, this is it. I hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I know I did. It's really good to take a step back and remember that despite things being bad, we still have a lot to be thankful for. But on that note, you know, we got to get right to what's going on in this country. You guys know me as the conservative warrior. I'm usually at war with something. This is an opportunity right now for me to share with you and our listeners and our viewers, what does the war actually look like? You guys hear me kind of get up here and go. The war looks like this. The war is primarily directed at our children. The evil that is facing our kids now should outrage every single adult, patriot, Christian. They are declaring war on our children. Who is they? They are these woke companies who guarantee us we're not after the children. We're just after the children. We've got, has anybody seen this new um, ad campaign? Apparently Disney decided to go way off the cliff of give me a break with their new movie. Uh, if you guys, for those who are listening, these are children holding up a sign that spells out Satan for a new Santa Claus movie that's coming out by Disney. Disney made its fortune off the backs of families. They're holding up signs that say Satan. I don't have words. This should outreach you. It is disgusting. What does this have to do with Christmas? What does this have to do, quite frankly, with anything? that normal, rational, sane people want to see. This is supposed to be a company for families. I need patriots to get involved. That's bad, okay? But we always have someone in the episode of Hold My Beer, of what the holy hell is going on with this country right now. We have Balenciaga. Balenciaga thought it would be a good idea to post this piece of what the hell. It is an ad campaign for those who can't see the clip. It's showing teddy bears in bondage. It has clips of, of articles that reference virtual pornography. It has a, an adorable little girl and little girls dressed up looking very elegant with bunnies and fluffy shoes and bunnies who are wearing S&M costumes. I mean, I, I need for the ones who are not watching us right now, who are just listening, I need you to go on to Raven's Radar and see this image that we are posting up. This adorable, she looks like she couldn't be more than four, your old daughter who's, who's dressed up in this very cute outfit is surrounded by alcohol, is surrounded by booze, is holding children, a child's teddy bear, 
a colored teddy bear who was wearing some kind of S&M leather strap bondage outfit. They're surrounded by virtual articles referencing porn. This is a holiday shoot. What child would be in a situation like this? Who on earth thinks that this is classy, sophisticated, or has anything to do with children? It is disgusting. It is sickening. You need to see these images. They have deleted it with an apology going, wow, we didn't realize people were going to get offended by this kind of stuff. Are you kidding? This is what it looks like. This is what the war on our children looks like it is ugly, it is dirty, and it is aimed directly at our most vulnerable and our most innocent. I need patriots to get to the front line. You know what this is going to do for me. Don't get me riled up. We're about to go on this. Guys, so Kardashians promoting this, $650 million, not on our watch. I know the patriots who watch this show are thinking what I'm thinking. It's time to report to this line our kids need us yesterday. So we've got to get that, put that to the side <laughs> and get to why we need God, why we need to get back to brass tacks in this country. We're going to have a spectacular guest on. That's the demonic. Now let's get to the biblical. Let's get to the hope and God's faithfulness and promise. It's going to be fantastic. Join us as we get right with God and we set up the most biblical episode of Raven's Radar. Welcome Patriots. This is it. This is an exciting episode of Raven's Radar today. We have a lot going on and Patriots who've been watching our show, you know, we're about solutions. We're about how do we get through it? Not only what's wrong, what are we going to do about it? This show is not going to disappoint. We are going to be bringing in a powerhouse in, of conservative energy. We are going to be talking with the Bishop Ron Archer. He is an author. He has 17 books. He's been on Air Force One. He's consulted for presidents. He oversees 53 churches. He is um, an NFL chaplain. He is an incredible resource for trying times. Have a look. We call it having a trick baby. Two strangers meet for a business transaction and there's a mistake. The pimp said, you can't make any money having a baby in the oven. We have got to kill this baby. They kicked her in the stomach. They fed her alcohol. They gave her drugs. They took a hanger and stabbed the baby over and over again. But the baby would not die. The baby was born two months premature with no pancreas, a learning disability, a bladder too small, unable to function, a severe stutterer. We call it a trick baby nobody wants the baby no hope no future kill it was the word that baby was me I'm the lowest of the low I come from the guttermost I come from a hellish condition and so when I would go to school, I couldn't talk. I stuttered so severely from the trauma. My mother had a madam who hated men. Her name was Dolores, and she was a sadist. And when she would watch me, she would take a broomstick and stick it in a place where no boy should have any object in his body. And when you are tortured like that, you learn four things. Don't talk. Don't trust. 
don't feel and pretend nothing is happening. And by age 10, I had had enough. I wanted to die. And in my school, they put me in a boiler room with other kids who were dysfunctional like me, where we would finger paint all day long. And yet there was a teacher, thank God for her, who had a Gideon Bible. And she came to my school, and she saw kids like me as her mission field. And she would give me this Gideon Bible and read to me stories of dysfunctional characters who God used. She would say to me, Ronaldo, God uses greatly those who have been wounded very deeply. He will turn your pain into power, your wounds into wisdom. She had me read the story of Moses, who was also a stutterer. I began to understand that God did love a trick baby, even as low as I was. There was hope for me and possibility. And when a child begins to understand the love of God and the power of his word and the possibilities, it changes everything. How can a young man keep his way clean by taking heed according to your word? Your word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against thee. I began to memorize the Bible, that Gideon Bible, reading 2,000 scriptures. And when you put that kind of word in a life, something begins to happen. My stuttering went away. I stopped wetting the bed. I stood tall. I became valedictorian, became a pastor and priest until everybody in my family got saved. Why? Because somebody placed a Gideon Bible in a woman's hand that changed a life forever. Yes! I was born a trick baby, but the trick was on the devil because of you and the power of the word of God. Woo, that is it. Patriots, it is my pleasure, my honor to welcome to Raven's Radar, the Bishop Ron Archer. Welcome, Bishop Archer. Welcome to Raven's Radar. It is a pleasure to have you, sir. It is always a blessing to be in the vicinity of the conservative warrior, a person <laughs> that I believe in, called by God to lead and to empower the United States back to greatness and glory. I'm honored to be on your podcast. Thank you so much, sir. So for the Patriots just tuning in, Bishop Archer, you have an incredible story, an incredibly unique story. Tell our viewers and our listeners a little bit about you. Yeah, uh, when uh, my mom at age 14 was sex trafficked and she was held by these nefarious people and then she got pregnant at 16 and they tried to abort me three times, uh, one in Cleveland and twice in New York, and God had mercy and saved my life. But I was a stutterer, I was born premature, I was called retarded in school, I was physically, sexually abused, I wanted to commit suicide at age 10, and our family was not a believing family in God or Christ, and I felt hopeless and helpless and wanted just to die. I was broken, I was lost, I didn't know what to do, and I just banged my head against my wall in my small bedroom and said, 
help me and help me. And God sent a teacher named Mrs. Spears to my little classroom where I was finger painting. And she said, God uses greatly those who've been wounded very deeply. God has a plan for your life and I'm here to help you. And she read a scripture. She said, this is you. She said that before you were formed in your mother's womb in Jeremiah chapter one, verse four, I knew you. And before you came forth, I sanctified you to be a prophet to the nations. And I said, Lord, I cannot speak for I'm only a child. And the scripture says, do not say that you're a child for I'll put my words in your mouth. Wherever I shall send you, you shall speak for me. And that changed my life, that sense of vision and purpose and ideology. And I lived up to that, learned 2000 scriptures and my mind went from a dysfunctional retarded kid to a valid Victorian based upon memorizing over 2000 scriptures, changed my reticular activating system and I could not forget anything. I could recall everything. And I began to preach and as a young age, became a pastor at 23, led my whole family to Christ. Uh, became a millionaire in business by writing my first book on open space technology, affinity diagramming and appreciative inquiry, and the rest is history. And so I believe that everything you go through in life is a down payment on your destiny. What was meant for evil, God will use for good to change many lives. And when I first spoke in Texas, at the Red Republican Gala, I had a chance to meet Raven and immediately I felt the anointing upon her, deep calls to deep. I recognized my own anointing upon her, a person with conviction, a person with power, a person with the ability to communicate the messages of hope and direction and focus. Immediately, I was enthralled to become part of her campaign and be your spiritual covering, be godfather to her children, because I believe she's been chosen like Esther for such a time as this. Her character, her conviction, her charisma, and her ability to speak truth to power is why I believe she'll be an outstanding leader in the coming terms ahead. Wow, that's an endorsement. But more than anything, your life kind of mirrors the times that we're in. We're in some really trying times and Christians are struggling to figure out where God is in all of this. And you know better than most. I mean, you're telling our listeners, our viewers, that you were born premature uh, to a mom who was a prostitute. You had no pancreas, a damaged heart, bedwetting stutterer, graduated valedictorian, went on to make millions in business. You oversee 53 churches now, and you're an author, you're an NFL chaplain. The hope message is in there. Tell people what we're seeing in these days as it relates to, to God, where people who are questioning where God is in these trying times. If you study scriptures in the most difficult times, that's when God shows up the greatest through his people. You see, Raven, I believe that we Christians are like tea bags. We don't know how strong we are till you dunk us in hot water. And what's on the inside of us, the power, the presence, the purpose, the potential, the peace of God, like a tea bag in hot water, it flows through us to change the color, the smell, the taste of the environment. And I believe in the darkest times, the most difficult times, the most challenging times, God uses leaders like you to be dunked in hot water because of the anointing, the gifting on the inside. And so when you wanna be great, 
You want the difficult. You want to be a change agent. This is why you were born. There are two most important days in a Christian's life. The day they become saved and the day they find out why. Why did God make me like he did? And that's to make a difference. If there was no problems, if there was no issues, leaders wouldn't be necessary. But it's in the darkest times when we are called to make a difference. You know, I love the story of Moses by the Red Sea. He's surrounded by mountains. Pharaoh's army is coming and he's afraid and he starts to pray. And God says something profound. He told Moses, stop praying. One of the first times <laughs> in the Bible where God tells somebody to stop praying. He said, you know what to do. Don't use prayer as an excuse not to act. Come on. I told you I gave you an anointed staff. I told you I would be with you. Do what I told you to do. Get involved, be active, take a step of faith and go for it and take your staff. And instead of praying to me, activate what I put into you and the Red Sea pardon. So Christians don't get bogged down in traditional fear and stay in a cocoon of non-activity. Vote, get involved, get your church involved. Jesus said, occupy till I come, like an occupying army. Get involved in politics, get involved in outreach, get involved in the systems that be, and let the voice of Christ speak through you like he's gonna do through the conservative warrior, Raven Harrison. Thank you, sir, because you tell me this all the time. Faith activates favor. And you've had these conversations with me when I said to you, why would God choose me? And you said, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies who he calls because God uses imperfect people to reach other imperfect people to lead them to a perfect God, which is a perfect work. So if you're waiting to be perfect, you're waiting to have an unflawed background, you'll be waiting until you die. God chooses the unqualified so he can qualify them. And it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, that we have this treasure in pots of clay, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of ourselves. So God takes something that people may think are unqualified, then he qualifies them, and all the glory goes to him. If you had all the answers and you had all the solution, you had all the power, you wouldn't need God. Faith activates favor. What does that mean? Faith is the muscle of the spiritual word that goes into the invisible and pulls the blessings of God into the visible. It says in Hebrew eleven six that without faith, it is impossible to please God for he that comes to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek, seek him. him. Woo. That is it. I know what they're thinking. We got to get the collection plate. This is it. But this is what people need to hear right now when they're saying to you, Bishop, and you probably hear this often, where is God? What's happening here? We're seeing things happen in our government. We're seeing things happen in our schools. We're just seeing chaos and people are going, where is God? God, where is, God, is, God? is in people. God does not do things outside of humanity. He chooses to use people. So if we don't show up and we don't vote and we don't get involved, you don't say, where's God? God says, where are you? Come on. Where are you? Because we are the feet. It's called anthropomorphism. We are the feet, the hands, the face, the voice of God. So if nothing is changing, it's not because God isn't there. It's because we're not there using the God that is in us. Exactly. There used to be 
uh, a saying that says, when you see God's footprints next to you, and I looked over and I didn't see his footprints, and it's because I carried you. Amen. Amen. There it is. But in, in this time now, so we're telling people that what can they do in these times? Because it's, it's, we're being persecuted. Christians are being persecuted, silenced. But this is not new stuff. This is what Jesus had to deal with. You say this to me often when I ask you these questions and you say that it wasn't the masses that betrayed Jesus. It was the ones that was closest to him. It was oh the disciples. Goodness. I call this the lesson of the 12. If you're going to be a leader in any facet of life, Christians, number one, leadership means to be in a perpetual state of discomfort, but learning how to be successful in the discomfort. The greatest revenge is not spewing vitriolic, angry response to evil. It is success. Success is the greatest revenge. Jesus had 12 disciples who had been around him for four years. They saw him walk on water. Wow. They saw him raise the dead. Wow. They saw him cast out demons. Wow. They saw him say to the waves and the wind, peace be still. They saw him do these great things. Yet when he came to the cross, one betrayed him. One denied him, one doubted him, and all but one deserted him. And yet he said on the cross, Father, forgive them, meaning his disciples, they know not what they do. And he was able to take of the 12, 11, and restore them. And that's what we do as leaders. Jesus said, if anyone will come after me, let him pick up his cross and follow me. If you want to be great, if you want to be amazing, you want the ball in your hands when there's no time on the clock, the pressure is coming, and you say to the world, who cares if the horse is blind? Load the wagon, we're going to make it. Get in the rowboat, chase Shamu, and bring the tartar sauce with you, for we're going to have lunch today. Whenever God calls you to do something, it will always be bigger than your budget, than your background, than your experience, than your, than your capability, but that's how you experience God. Little becomes much when placed in the master's hand, and we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. God, people often say, oh, God, show me and I'll believe. God says, no, believe first, then you'll be shown. There it is. And that's, I think, what people need in this time, sir, is we've got to, to unify as Christians. That was God's ultimate message, wasn't it? Was to unify his body. And now going forward, I want to because I get to, to talk to you about this all the time, but, but Christians, this is really it. This is the moment. These are the times that were written about in the Bible. He's been faithful to his word. Everything he said has happened. This isn't a time to be fearful. This is a time for Christians to step up and do what we are called to do. So, sir, I'd like you to, to take it home with our, our viewers and listeners today. There's somebody who's watching this, sir, today who is broken who is tired, who is weary, who is fearful, and they need to hear that God is real. My mom used to say, God has the power to show you who's God. And I'd like you to, to take it home before we close it out on what that person who's listening to you right now needs to hear. I want you to know my beloved. I know life can be tough. I know you can be facing some mountains that you can't seem to overcome. I know you can be depressed and feel alone, but I want you to know something, that God uses greatly those who've been wounded very deeply. When you surrender your pain to God, 
when you surrender your fear to God, here's what happens. Your pain becomes power. Your wounds become wisdom. Your tragedy becomes triumph. Little becomes much when placed in the master's hand. Oh, God wants to use you mightily. God wants to take you to new places you've never been before. God wants to show you what he said. In this world, you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. God likes to reject it because what man rejects, it means God has selected. You have been chosen. You have been selected. You have been chosen before the foundations of the world to make a difference. So start praising. Start worshiping. Stop saying, God, here I am. Use me. And he will use you in a way like he's using Raven to change the head, hearts, hands, and habits. Remember this. If your life is in a mess right now, Maybe financially it's in a mess. Maybe with your marriage you're in a mess. Maybe your kids are in a mess. You're next in line for promotion because mess with age on it becomes your divine message. So don't be in despair because you're in a mess. God likes a mess because when he delivers you out of it and put some time on it, age, mess, age. If you've been rejected, remember you're next in line for a miracle. Remember, every miracle in the Bible started off as an impossible problem. But the Bible says things that seem impossible with men are possible with God. You're next. Don't quit. Don't give up. Remember, failure is never final. It's not the falling down. It's the staying down. When life knocks you down, and it will, land on your back. Because if you can look up to God, you can get up in God. So never give up on God because God will never give up on you. That is it. So thank you so much, sir, for being with us today. Where can people find you? Because you are doing great things for pro-life. You're doing great things for community and God's work all over the world. Where can people find you and get involved with what you're doing, sir? Yeah, we have a place called the Places of Hope, and we raise millions of dollars for crisis pregnancy centers all over the world because we believe in life. We believe that in the womb, God chooses you before the foundations of the world. So get in contact with me through two websites. One is our ministry website, which is www.ronarcher.org. And our other one is our Speakers Bureau, where Raven is a part of it. It's called www.ronarcher.org. DrRonArcher.com. Remember, everything you've been through is a down payment on your destiny, and you've been chosen for such a time as this. Get involved. Half the battle is showing up. Five pillars. Be present. Be attentive. Be affirming. Be consistent. Be committed. And God will take your natural and make it supernatural. That is how you experience God, by getting involved. That is it. I promised you guys, not only epic, biblical. Dr. Ron Archer, Bishop Ron Archer, thank you for being on Raven's Radar today. We're going to be catching up with you really soon. And Patriots, make sure you come to Raven Radar website for any information on Bishop Archer and where you can find him and get involved. One last thing. Remember, I am Morpheus and you, Raven, are Neo. Take the red pill. I can only show you the door but you are walking through it. 
you'll say, can I stop bullets? That means all the criticism may come your way. When you fully are engaged, you won't have to. They won't touch you. No weapon formed against you, Raven, shall prosper. Amen. Do not adjust your sets. He really does sound like Morpheus. He really is Morpheus. And that is our thing. Thank you for being with us today, sir. Bless you, my dear. Say hello to my godchildren. Kisses and hugs. Yes, the best God-looking godchildren. We got it here. You heard it here first. (laughs) Thank you, sir. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Raven's Radar. If you'd like to reach me, you can find me at ravenharrison.com and on all social medias as Raven Harrison, the conservative warrior. We look forward to seeing you next time.